Oh, we're back. Oh, we are yeah. back. Welcome to another episode of Twitching Upstream, which is an amazing show that we have created. Uh, and it is like an offshoot of one of our other shows that we have created. And that show is called Talking Upstream. And what we do on that show is us, some nobodies, Dylan, my friend over here, myself, Zach Wiseman. <laughs> I, I waved and my hand disappeared into the light oh yeah we put that weird green screen on you so who knows and also your hand is slightly green for some yeah. reason so that's weird uh but anyway what we do on talking upstream is we uh we interview creators of things we interview uh people that have created uh tv shows movies uh books podcasts and we kind of get their process on how they create stuff and then kind of uh with them create something new we didn't want to keep doing that because we didn't want to keep making up more stuff and not actually doing things with it. Uh, so we decided to have this weird offshoot show called Twitching Upstream, where we do this live version of that, where we would take one of the ideas that we had and we would uh, really focus in on it. We'd hone in on the details and kind of uh, show anyone who cares really why we doing this, uh, how we do it, uh, the process that we do it. Um, and that's it. And uh, that's really uh, in, a, in, a, in a tugboat. Uh, that's, a, that's a, <laughs> I'm trying to start like new phrases here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, yeah. Cool. So, uh, you know, that be the change you want to see in the podcast in, in a tugboat. That's what some nobodies does. We are just uh, content creators and we have a live show because we want to get your input. We make up a lot of weird stuff and some of our stuff is not very funny. Uh, like, uh, that earlier thing I said about being on the road, which I, thought was the same but it's not um so at any time uh if you have any kind of comments or suggestions as to what we're doing how the story's going uh anything at all really um throw them down in the comments and while you're doing it why don't you send us like a like or a subscribe yeah, we'd so appreciate it um before we get down into uh the, the 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 creation part of what we're doing uh, i always have some kind of weird uh bs to go, <laughs> to go through uh that i like to get people uh, in case people are uh late to the stream or whatever give them some time but also give us something really just to chat about and get our brains churning um usually i have some nerd news and obviously disney plus put out a whole bunch of really cool stuff and i suggest checking all that out and i'm not going to talk about any of it uh i have a quiz kind of that i wanted to throw at dylan um I wanted to get his his idea on uh, uh, fights, uh, but fights that are from the same actor. Because as we now know, since the MCU is so big and Nerdverse is so big, mm -hmm. that now actors have played multiple people that are all superheroes. And due to ego and pride, I wanted to get your opinion on how some of these fights would turn out. Okay. So uh, anytime if you have any ideas on how these fights will work out, uh, throw them up in the chat. Um, but here we go. Uh, first, now, Ryan Reynolds, clearly. Now, do you think Deadpool or Green Lantern, who'd win in a fight? Is the fight to the death or to defeat? Fight is to defeat. I would say first inclination is Green Lantern because you can just imprison Deadpool and put him in the sun. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. He doesn't have to kill him. Just put him in the sun. He can't get out. Now, technically, he wouldn't be able... Would he be able to regenerate with that? Because it would melt know. his atoms, I think. If it... I, I don't... Can Deadpool recover from complete and total vaporization? I don't know. Yeah. It depends on the writer, I, I suppose. That's fair. Uh, I don't... I don't see how his, like, meta-knowledge would get him out of there unless he paints himself yellow because he knows, like... Back in the day, your weakness used to be the color yellow. So Deadpool yeah. just covers himself in yellow paint, maybe. Yeah, because for the most part, Deadpool <clears throat> is a a close encounter, you know, uh, yeah. a combatant. Like he has yeah. guns, but it's more his uh, the fact that he can't die, his mm -hmm. healing power, and his I guess sword ability. So, all right, uh, round one goes to Green Lantern. Cool. Uh, all right, next we have uh, the amazing Chris Evans. So, Human Torch mm -hmm. or Captain America? 
this feels like one of those where the cop out answer would be like they'd fight and then realize they're not so different. And I don't mean that because they're playing the same actor. Hmm. Uh, I'd say probably Captain America, only because he's probably at this point more of a premier character. And I think a win going to Captain America would be better for whatever hypothetical fight you're pitching. Yeah. That's like fair. He got fire, but he's got the shield. He can throw the shield. Mm-hmm. And Human Torch, he can get super hot, right? Real hot. <laughs> but his heat doesn't necessarily follow actual physics. So he couldn't, like, like I'm thinking, what if he flew like 30 feet above Captain America and just heated up? Mm-hmm. And eventually Captain America dies of heat exhaustion? Yeah. After 30 years because he's superhuman? Just sauna him right to death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I guess. Right. Uh, so, like, uh, 50 50. All right, so that one's Maybe in 60, it. 60-40 Captain America. 60-40 Cap. Uh, all right, next. Uh, Nick Fury or Frozone? Hmm. Is Nick Fury confirmed to have no powers, or is this like retired super soldier experiment Nick Fury? I guess Pinnacle Nick Fury, in I your opinion? I guess it's MCU Nick Fury, because it's Sam Jackson. Right, it's got to be Sam Jackson okay. Nick Fury. Who is not a failed super soldier. He is not a failed super soldier right. as of yet. Um, has been scratched by an alien cat. Yes. And apparently does not like triangle bread. Oh, right. That's mostly what we know. Yes. Um, has a cool pager. I'd say probably Frozone. Like, there's only so much Nick Fury could do without calling in the Avengers. And I feel like calling in backup is outside the spirit of the competition of this fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what fair. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I could say Captain America. Like, oh, then you get to like Captain America is the Avengers versus Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. and then eventually Avengers calls in everybody. Then, like, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I like that. Um, all right, so next we have uh, from the DC Arrowverse. You have the Green Arrow, sure, versus Casey Jones from TMNT, both played by Stephen Amell. Oh. Casey Jones, the Stephen Amell was in the Michael Bay ones. Yeah. Oh, the second one. Casey Jones doesn't have superpowers. He's a hockey stick. He's got a bunch of weapons and a cool mask and a just a duffel bag of like sport weapons. Sport like, weapons. Sporty. He's sporty. He really and he also has a determination to not fail. So it's a jock versus an archer. A a bro versus a bro archer. <laughs> Wasn't the archer trained by the League of Shadows or assassins? Or bad I guys. mean, in in some iterations, this Arrowverse. one he was yeah in Arrowverse he was trained um, by this this other <laughs> prisoner on that island that he was stuck on. But but he was trained by someone who was trained in the League of Shadows. So the island from what's the movie Double Team with Van Damme and uh... <laughs> oh uh, the, uh, the the uh, the basketball player yeah <laughs> Rodman uh, yeah. Dennis Rodman yeah Rodman yeah uh, yeah that same island okay right? yeah. Um, adjacent to the Doctor, probably the archer, probably probably Green Arrow because he's dealing with archery, and you just like sink a few sh- like feathers into Casey Jones and call it a done. Yeah, like, is there any chance he can like hockey stick uh, shoot them back or anything? Yeah, probably, sure, why not? Probably, yeah, one or two. I, but I think there's a I think there's a power level difference even mm. between two street level guys. Okay, all right. How about Volstag, one of the Warriors Three from sure. Thor, versus the Punisher? From Punisher Warzone, Whoa. both played by Ray Stevenson. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Good for him. Yeah, he's he's almost doing it. <laughs> uh, I I think <clears throat> I'm gonna say sixty forty Punisher on this one because Punisher is meaner, mm-hmm. and well, Volstagg's like Asgardian. He is. I believe the Punisher has the capability to bring down an Asgardian. Yeah, that's fair. I can I maybe can... not maybe not Punisher Warzone Punisher. I mean, John that Burnfall was Punisher. I could absolutely believe that guy would kill an Asgardian. Have you seen Warzone? Time. No, I think you should. Okay, it's pretty. That's the one that's kind of like it's generally pretty gritty. Being okay. Yeah, it's yeah. dark. Yeah, okay. that's a good one. That's not the Mark. Was Mark Wahlberg the Punisher? He no. was Max Payne. He was Max Payne. That's yeah. it. I Mark Wahlberg could Punisher not pull off similar. the Punisher. Pretty confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a skeleton, bro. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. This this mob boss, bro, he just killed my wife. Um I gotta kill all of you guys, I, okay? I I wanna I'm giving this to Punisher more because Volstag is such a non-entity. Mm, that's like fair. they killed him in Ragnarok mm-hmm. and with so little fanfare and Thor never mentions it. Yeah, he didn't care. Maybe he says like once like Volstag? Volstag! That's it. 
Yeah, because like the other guys died. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, next we have Ghost Rider versus yep. Big Daddy from Kick Ass Two, both played by Nicolas Cage. Uh probably Ghost Rider. That one's pretty <laughs> easy for me. Yeah. Like you got a satanic biker versus a guy with versus not as Batman y Batman. Yeah. No powers, no enhanced features. A lot of weapons. A lot of weapons. A lot of money. <laughs> Some money. A lot of capability money. to use them, but I mean And a child that he does not want to leave behind. True, but like, Ghost like Rider you... is has magic chains and fire and hellfire and can do the soul thing. You can also pee fire. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, next. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen this one. Do you know who Steve Montgomery is from the movie Chronicle? Have you seen Chronicle? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I saw Chronicle like, like, over 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Steve Montgomery and or versus the Human Torch, both played by Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah. He gets struck by lightning in Chronicle, doesn't he? No, they find like a... Um, they find that weird hole in the ground, which has like a... No, uh, yeah, but how he dies is he gets struck oh, by lightning when they're flying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's implied that Dean DeHaan was the one who caused it. Dean DeHaan definitely did. Dean DeHaan. Yeah, he was, he was a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But they could fly. They could yeah. technically like tele Psychics. telekinesis. Psychic stuff. Yeah, they could do they some could pretty cool hover stuff. hover cell phones around them so you have a convenient excuse for multiple camera angles and your found footage. Oh, so cool. Josh Trank. So smart. Uh, Michael, it, it's him versus who? Uh, the Human Torch. Oh, not Killmonger. No. Okay. No, that'd be too easy. Yeah. I wanted Trank versus <laughs> Trank. <laughs> Trank match. Yeah. Uh, Trank off. Ooh. Trank in the tank. I. They kill each other. Maybe I don't know. I from what I remember about Chronicle, Michael B. Jordan's character doesn't do a whole lot. He. He's he, cool. What's that? He's cool. Yeah, he's cool. But like cool. he exists primarily to be. See the first one killed. He's so there's the three there's the three kid the three yeah. friends he's the one who he's dies the one. I thought there were four of them no there's only three oh okay. um it's Dane DeHaan Michael yeah. B Jordan and that white dark white guy. dude and then uh one of the Amels maybe <laughs> no no are you uh, sure no because <laughs> they all look the same <laughs> no he looks more like um like a Canadian Chris Klein um oh okay. <laughs> sure all right anyway all right so no, I'm, I'm giving that uh 50 50 I don't care that's fair <laughs> Trank off ends in a duel <laughs> classic all right next we have robocop versus rick flag those movies are so boring might as well be a tranquilizer anyway uh robocop versus uh <laughs> rick flag rick both, flag both played by joel kinnaman i don't think i saw the 2014 robocop really i don't think so oh i saw no i saw i watched um that was the year they did like two or three Re- remakes of 80s movies mm-hmm. i watched the remake of total recall total recall yeah which if it wasn't called total recall would have been a totally fine sci-fi dystopia movie yeah fine absolutely fine yeah total recall nah nope. should have just called it i remember I remember before your wholesale the yeah. original title just should have called it that be yep. like it's a different interpretation and anyway it would, it would work so much better i agree anyway uh probably robocop because robocop doesn't get just you know yeah spoilers <laughs> he doesn't get spoiled yeah true <laughs> <laughs> all right next uh storm versus catwoman both played by Haley barry you know what happens to a cat when it's struck by lightning <laughs> i mean well that wins that one's pretty easy all right and last daredevil versus batman both played by mm. mr <laughs> benjamin affleckus that's uh that's an interesting one I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't have. That's an interesting one because I don't have an initial reaction in one way or the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Batman kills. That's that version of Batman does kill. Allegedly. Yeah. What? As, allegedly. Allegedly. Because well, technically I mean, the nightmare universe. He throws people back. He slams people face first onto wooden crates at a very high speed. Uh, Michael Keaton pushes bombs in people's uh, hands and throws them down an elevator shaft. Yeah, but it's up to them to drop the bomb. <laughs> The elevator shaft is that's still going to get. <laughs> and the bomb's not going to no, get. No, the, the explosion sh- will cushion their fall. Oh, and there's no such thing as thermodynamics or conduction, so they don't have to worry about heat. Um, <laughs> I I want to say Daredevil because I like Daredevil more as a character. Yeah, but but it's but Affleck's the, Daredevil. The cliche, no. Uh, the cliche is that Batman wins every fight because he's hyper prepared, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of. Lazy? No. No? No. Yeah. All right. Batman. 
<laughs> he's a friggin' ninja. Yes. So is Daredevil, kind of. Kind of. He dated a ninja. Well, he was also kind of trained by a ninja. Yeah. But it was a different ninja people, and... The hand versus the foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ninja Turtle bad guys trained yeah. Batman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Cal Batman... Bummer. I Yeah, I just feel Batman can beat anybody. Like, I really, I like it. I think that I think that not only is he hyper prepared, which is, uh, you know, I, I know you say it's lazy and that would be like, oh, well, he was studying, but I think that he's pre prepared. Sure. Is that a word? Yeah. I don't see why not. Well, pre prepared. I guess prepared is what I guess pre prepared is. Yeah. Just, so, what does that mean that you can just be paired? Uh, currently, I'm paired for most fights. <laughs> what if, if you plan for something after it happens? Does that mean you post paired? Oh, yeah. I. I post pair a lot of things. I don't know if I'm gruntled with that answer. I'm definitely whelmed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to what we do here. Uh, so now what we do, like I, I said earlier. I have one thing I want to ask you, actually. Oh, my goodness. I found something. You've never asked me a question. I think I have once or twice when I'm trying to fill time. Well, that's not, not like that's not, that's not a question. Um, I stumbled upon an article. I get a lot of targeted articles on my google homepage. most of them are garbage where it's like you have to watch the most mind-bending sci-fi movie before they take it off netflix yeah and it's like the titan like this is trash yeah. um but occasionally it's stuff like fans have a new theory about star wars mm. have you heard of the big bigger luke theory the bigger luke theory yeah i've not so apparently in the original trilogy you can tell in scenes when he's standing next to characters mm-hmm Luke is in between Leia and Han. You know, he has to look up at Han. There's that, you know. And on occasion, you can see very clearly his height changes in comparison to other characters. Okay. Pretty standard stuff in movies. You know, you occasionally kind of like change an actor's height to get him to fit in the shot. Sure. And you're just like, you know what? People aren't going to necessarily notice before the internet. Now that the internet's out, everybody sees on everything. And because it's Star Wars, you have to spin everything out. And the theory is that there's a bigger Luke wandering around the original trilogy. Whether he was cloned, whether he was a product of the Force. Now, are, are there a linkage of the scenes of these two Lukes that, really. that would suggest that? Like, Big Luke is always in this specific scenes, or Little Luke is the one who cut his hand off, or... Not really yeah. as a, like, which scenes he's in. But the theory goes on to posit that sometimes maybe R2 would project Luke when he needed to. Oh. Or, uh... <laughs> I like this one already. This so stupid. Um, one theory is that it, a bigger Luke only exists in the first half of Empire. And when Luke kills Vader in the cave, that is... Luke Prime killing bigger Luke in Darth Vader's armor. Oh, okay. So and that, that is literally so that's why Luke's it's Luke's face, face inside the helmet. Okay. So not really thinking it out, people are not taking it very no, literally. They are, are theory welding. It's They're like, taking a bunch of different stuff and trying to make a theory out of yeah, it. Yeah. I've not heard that. And honestly, it just gives me no reason to, to rewatch all of those movies where, yet again. Where does it rank in your universe of Star Wars theories? Oh, pretty low. Okay. Yeah, pretty low. We're talking low as in like a totem pole, like important. No. Oh, no. Low as in lowly ranked. Yeah. Okay. I low as in like cream. <laughs> you, oh. know, like, you know, like the cream <laughs> runs to the top. Like this is whatever sinks to the bottom. Okay. The um, opposite of cream. Yeah, whatever the opposite of cream is. <sighs> Chaff? <laughs> you don't get chaff and cream. I don't know. Yes, yeah, not all I'm not like a dairy part. farmer. What is chaff? That, uh, chaff is the that's part what you, of the That's wheat. what you need gold bond for, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the part of the wheat stock that you don't use in the harvest. Okay, you obviously don't know what cream is then. <laughs> Let's move on to what we're doing. Uh, I'll tell you guys next week what I think about the big slash small Luke theory as I re uh, revisit all the Star Wars, looking for height differences, and why not? Yeah. Uh, but you do know that I'm someone who loves a good theory. Oh, yeah. I'm a theory oh, yeah. fanatic. Yeah. Uh, haven't heard it. Uh Currently, don't subscribe to it, but we'll see. Anyway, why there's, don't you get there's a... also the two Anakin's theory, but that one's even worse. Who's the second Anakin? Uh, Anakin in like one versus Hayden Christensen. Anakin up to uh, Revenge of the Sith is the first Anakin, and then Palpatine cloned Anakin 
and influenced him with dark side stuff and then replaced him so that he would have like a pre-dark sided Anakin. So where's the other one? Dead. Who killed him? I don't know. Well, that doesn't. <laughs> it's not very well thought out. Wait, which one married uh, Padme? I think bad Anakin. Which one hates sand? All Anakins. <laughs> I don't. I think that's hard coded into his genetics. Oh, that's just in there. That's in the DNA. Yeah, like pretty eyes yeah. hate sand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, why don't you get us caught up on where we are in the story and what we got to get done with the rest of the show. Yeah, so as we normally do on Twitching Upstream, what we try is to expand on what we did on Talking Upstream. Here's the Google Doc we're working on for Sleeper Agent. In episode 35 of Talking Upstream, we had author Drayton Allen on, interviewed him for a while, came up with a story where people got chips in their head so that they could make package deliveries while they sleep. Mm -hmm. We kind of spun that into a cyberpunk story about in the 2070s, Sahara Corporation runs everything, kind of, and in order to maneuver around the mega city, uh, everybody, not everybody, the poor people take on courier positions so they can work while they sleep, earn a little bit more money. This character uh, has some issues initially delivering a package, realizes that he is supposed to deliver it to a crime boss, and eventually does. Bad news is the package is a bomb, winds up killing the crime boss's kid. He starts getting chased by a bunch of assassins. Uh, that he meets up with his buddy who's like an IT person who helps him out by hacking people and making sure he's kind of safe, relatively unharmed. Uh, and then we realize that <coughs> after he gets captured, the crime boss is still alive. Uh, and the initial cause for this was that the crime boss realized the IT guy was getting in on his hacked courier job, targeted his or targeted him, got his kid. So now the IT guy targeted the crime boss's kid in uh, revenge. Mm -hmm. uh, and then act three, we have just some uh, rough story points that I think we can kind of like flush out a little bit more. Okay. Um, so leading up to this, uh, the main character was stuck on airplane mode, but the IT person reconnected them by duplicating their ID uh, goes to try and withdraw cash realizes that he wasn't on airplane mode at all. Crime boss turned it off so that he could trace him. Uh, he gets caught while on the line. We get the reveal by the, you know, crime boss is still alive. Um, and then we get the whole kind of exposition scene. Crime boss realizes that he's not wholly responsible, but he's going to take him out anyway. Leading up to or leading out of that, uh, a hacked agent gets rehacked by the IT guy and uh, helps him free it. The let's see, and that's when we finally get the part where the main character allows the IT guy to control his body. Okay, uh, similar to the movie Upgrade. Yep, yeah, uh, and then let's see. Oh man, we're we're man, we had a lot of stuff. Okay, cool. I know. Well, what do you think we got to work on? We had oh, we had the final little confrontation between the IT person wanting to establish our own crime syndicate in the power vacuum because yeah. they successfully killed the crime boss. Mm -hmm. Um, we needed to figure out how. Uh, the main character gets that final reversal on the IT guy because what we had for the ending and because we work generally, we w do work better where we know the ending, we go about halfway and we try and figure out the ending yep. and then let the, let that go from there. And we figure that the ending winds up with the main character getting a bunch of money, but winding up where they mostly started. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, we had a few scenes planned out. We had IT person kind of offering main character a role in his new organization where they are skimming fractions of fractions of dollars off the top. We had the IT person and main character getting into a scuffle. And we need a reason for it to seem like the main character was going to lose only for him to reverse it, put the IT person into a sleeper helmet, and then walk them into traffic. Hmm. I think, okay, so what, one idea that comes to mind first is to, we don't really have our main character having any sort of characterization. They don't really have like a hobby or something. So I think that if we give them something 
um, that might be able to come in handy later on. Uh, sometimes I do think that's force writing where like when some, when our main character all of a sudden is like, they, they just throw a knife and they're good. And you're like, well, I wonder why they're good at that. That's yeah. probably going to come back somewhere. Yeah. Um, but we could do something like that where either this person is working on like a VR program and maybe they slip the IT person into some weird VR thing, which sounds stupid. Um, <laughs> I say that out loud. Uh, there could be a, because ultimately what we want is we want the, the IT person who's trying to be the new big bad. Yeah. We want them to die. That, that was the initial yeah. thing. Yeah. And we want our main character to come off only monetarily better. Yes. Right. And we thought we figured out that the best way to do that is to get the password from this the IT person. Yes, it's stored on the back of the picture of their kid they keep in their wallet. Right. And um, we wanted the IT person to die because if they were the hero of the story, their story would have been over when they kill a crime boss. Okay. So we either need somebody else that wants this information. And then that way, like, all right, so say that there's a third party that knows about the password in the wallet, mm -hmm. and then IT person falls into some lava, you know, uh, <laughs> sure. hypothetically, uh, the old hypothetical lava. Yeah, um, and then the, the third party is like, oh, that was the only way to get all that money. Mm -hmm. And then main character is like, hmm, oh, well, I guess I'll go back to my loft. But when they walk away, they like, you know, reach in their pocket yeah. and they, you know, what if there's fenced the wallet? What if there's a recurring enforcer character from the crime boss, like their top enforcer or something, mm -hmm. who the one that he, um, the one who's waiting in his apartment when he first comes back, yeah, and he keeps getting, he keeps getting, uh, the like beaten or defeated by the main character. Okay, and at the end, we think that he has either come out on top by killing IT guy, and then is going to turn on a main character, or. I'm not sure how I feel about the supposedly competent bad guy who keeps getting one-upped by the main character. Yeah, I guess it depends on how the one-uppage happens. Yeah. Because uh, the first time is inadvertent. Like, yes. uh, our, our enforcer really uh, does not respect <laughs> uh, you know, the, the thought process of our main character and kind of gets jumped. Um, if we have that enforcer coming back, um, say, two more times we could maybe if we added a role where if it's the enforcer of the original mob boss right and once mob boss is gone it person is kind of taking over so maybe there's kind of using what you're saying mm -hmm. like there's like a rift between enforcer and it person where you know, the, you kind of, I don't know how to work that in as far as the scene goes, but you kind of get the feeling that if IT person wasn't there, Enforcer would have taken over, and he okay. really would just take out IT person, but just can for some reason. Enforcer and IT person are on good terms? No. No? No. Okay. Not at all. But Enforcer would have taken IT person out previously if there was some non, if there was some, there's Te a reason that he hasn't done it already. Technically, he's Enforcer's boss now. Now he... Okay. Yeah. Okay. But if he wasn't his boss, Enforcer would be in charge. Okay, because we did it... Yeah, we wanted the... We had the idea of the IT person taking over the syndicate. That's what I'm saying. Or and, filling the gap. Yeah. yeah, and now he's in charge of the Enforcer, who would have taken over in succession, but now something something uh we need a reason why enforcer doesn't just kill it person yeah that's that's <laughs> that's the thing um maybe he's got like <clears throat> maybe it person has a dead man switch where it's like if i die you're on airplane mode forever well i mean we could definitely do that we could also just be like it person is like look i i pay your stuff like i have your i have all the codes i have all the money like i have all of it so mm. if you know you could try but i have the passwords yeah you know yeah that that puts them in that puts them in a bit more of a, a it's a less violent position of power yeah. Which seems like it fits, like That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. I, I think the enforcer would be like, I would just kill you, but I I don't I need this, you know, I need to at least have money. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Um 
And then at the end, and I guess Enforcer doesn't really know that he's got a password in his wallet or something. Yeah. He's not a computer person. Yeah, he's not a computer person. No. He's he's just he's a blue collar thug, dude. He's just <laughs> Oh, because IT person has all the crime bosses' passwords. Right. Yes. Okay, yeah. All the organizations. Right. Passwords, info, etc. So he can't just take over because he would really screw nothing. Yeah. And the even all the guys are dead. <laughs> Almost all the uh, of the hench people are dead because yeah. of that one scene where he leaves yeah. that place. So um so we kind of need them for funding and for everything else. And then how does Enforcer come into the final confrontation? Um I think that maybe in uh, okay, so I guess my first thought is that Enforcer is nonstop looking for main character, right? Okay. Because yeah. he maybe even needs his help to get the password away from IT person so he can take over. I don't know about that. Put that in the back of your mind. But I'm thinking that Enforcer is coming back a couple times to, you know, fight main character or to, you know, bring him along. Yeah. But he, like, snaps in a three-way conversation and just throws IT person off a building. Okay. Or into some, like... I need the body to go away. Yeah. Because then main character could be like, you know, we had all the passwords on his personally, literally yeah. in his pocket. Yeah. And, you know, Enforcer's like, well, he's in, you know, he's engulfed by more eels. I can't get in there. Or <laughs> the world's been taken over by eels below a certain <laughs> elevation. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, well, crap, this lower half is inside of a hippopotamus right yeah. now. I can't go in there. You know, whatever. Like uh, those famous cartel hippos that move north. Um, don't act like you don't know about that. Oh, That's I know. Real, yeah. <laughs> um, so we had no, we had an original idea for a main character being responsible for the IT person's death. Yeah, where he they ran into the Oasis headquarters to scuffle. Yeah, and he put on one of the helmets to blend in, like in Batman Begins. And then when IT person thinks he found the right one, main character puts a helmet on and enters him into courier mode. Yeah, and then. Orders him to take a route that makes him run through traffic or something, and he gets hit yeah. by a car. Yeah, I, 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 that's not bad. We, we could still have some variation of that with the enforcer as kind of the third party. They're both trying to avoid him. Okay, yeah, I, I, I think that I do like the idea of the enforcer just having enough killing it person or being the reason that it person's body is gone. Yeah. And then the reveal from main characters, like, look, he had all this stuff on him. I was trying to get that anyway. And then Enforcer's like, well, I got nothing. I guess I'll go back. I'll move sideways. I'll, I'll transition sideways to a different crime. I'll, crime I'll go back to my, my dad's coal mine yep. in West well, Virginia. My, my nitro coal mine. Um, and then <laughs> nitro end, coal brew. Yeah. And then at the end, <laughs> main character, you know, just does a thing where he's like, looking at something and it's like oh, that's the password the whole time uh i don't know about that what do you what, all right what what are your thoughts i really like the idea of the batman begin style ending but i also think i like the idea of the main character get pulling one over the enforcer by being like he had the passwords on him okay so we can still merge those yeah two. you know like say that the enforcer is in a room full of people with these robotic helmets yeah. and he thinks he knows who main character yeah. is and he just grabs him and just chucks him into like a bailer sure or a a, a, a people grinder yeah. Yeah. or the, the swimming green machine or um you know like a like a like a smoothie but like i guess more like a juicer like a person juicer yeah hmm. <laughs> a human juicer human no. juicer yeah I don't know what this thing is. What What do you think it is? <laughs> I like the idea of the enforcer being the one to ruin yeah. the body, and then sulking, yeah, away. Because he's really <laughs> the only person left in the mob, right? Oh man, I'm trying to think of like how... we just like just set someone on fire, <laughs> or <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. But I feel like there's got to be a reason that the enforcer can't get the money. Yeah. <clears throat> so what do you got? I mean, I'm trying to think of like if the if the enforcer is not used to the world of couriers, then 
You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, so far. So, yes. Um, then we could have that moment where it's like, it's the enforcers chasing both of them, and they both are like, like both main character and the IT guy both put helmets on to try and hide. Okay. And maybe without the IT person's knowledge, um, the main character gave him their like defaced helmet. Mm. And so the enforcer's like, oh, it's yeah, just like stabs him and then he runs off. And maybe because he can't quite see through the helmet, because they're not designed to be seen through necessarily. Right. Maybe that's when he runs into traffic or runs off a runs off the lip into a bailer. Or... Oh, the enforcer just runs into traffic? No. No, IT guy IT guy thought he was hiding. He gets stabbed. Yeah. He runs from enforcer, and because he doesn't quite know where he's going or the helmet oh. gets knocked off or something, IT guy runs into traffic being chased by the enforcer. Yeah. Yeah, and he... Okay, so I, I like that. And he just gets hit by this... Like a, like some kind of just huge vehicle that just disintegrates him. Yeah, <laughs> garbage truck. But like, but like a debris eating garbage truck. So it's got the roller on the front with like spikes, and it just chews up debris on the road. Yeah, like a road, like a road lawnmower. Yes, it just crawl it <laughs> tops and everything. People leave on the streets. It's, it's probably some sort of future. Uh, yeah, and they like you know any kind of like. Small compact used cars that are just left in the street. This thing just grinds it up and like like a leaf or like one of those tree grinders just like spits it into the car behind it. Oh, and, yes. and like a car a car hits uh IT person, you know, then we get a little meet Joe Black where like he goes like ping ping ping. Yeah. And then oh, and you're like, oh man, he's dead. Impact. And then he gets like ran over by like a steamroller and it's like, oof, that's really bad. Like naked gun at the end of naked gun <laughs> yeah. one with the marching band. Yeah. <laughs> But then, like that big uh, street sweeper chopper thing comes and just grinds it up. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh no. And then main character's like, dude, he had all those passwords just right in his oh, wallet. Oh, no. he had all the passwords. Yeah. And then oh, Enforce is like, shoot, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta take a, uh, I gotta get that hover train back to West Virginia because yeah. I am, I'm all out of money. And then as he's at the train station, right, the Enforcer, then he's like. One ticket to West Virginia, please. And the 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 person behind the counter is like, "All right, it's eighteen dollars." And he goes to reach for his wallet, and his wallet's gone too. And he's like, "Wait, what happened to my wallet?" And then we cut back to main character, and he's got like four wallets, <laughs> and one of them has uh, the 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 photograph with passwords on the back. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if he needs to be a be a pickpocket as far as like a he ha- he has to get the wallet off of. IT person. Oh, yeah. Because that's does. where all of the, 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 the main money codes are. Yeah. So we oh, need a right. way to get that off of his person without the audience and enforcer knowing. And then we also need the reveal of of, of sorts. Yeah. So, oh, so do that. Okay. So do that. MC pickpocketed. Well, <laughs> if you don't like the pickpocket stuff, that's that's fine. No, you're. I think you're right. He does need some way to get the wallet out of IT persons. But then we also need to figure out a way to put that as a characterization into this. Yes. So he needs to be like maybe a street magician during the day. Does he? <laughs> he, he knows who the crime boss is when he kind of he he has the intuition when he realizes the package is not delivered. Like, oh, this is for a dangerous person. Yeah want him to have a minor like the reason that he's got social credit issues is because he was a minor street criminal like when he was younger mm. he was like you know like you know when your parents just tell you to go out they you, you don't have room in your pod for so, an entire family so maybe he used to work for this mob boss M- minimally and I then think. got like excommunicated and he's like oh, I or, don't want... tr- or he tried to make it straight oh, okay cool yeah yeah or like just in prison time or something yeah yeah that's fine i like yeah. that and then he's like i don't want to see these guys again yeah <laughs> and that's why he's like so kind of like aloof about going in there and stuff yeah all right i'm cool i like that a so, little bit of characterization for him yeah so he's like an a real paul rudd kind of <laughs> kind of criminal yeah. uh <laughs> So yeah, so he used to work for uh, low-level stuff for this crime boss um, years ago. To the point where he never met the crime boss. Right. Yeah. Just doing like whatever petty crime boss like paper route stuff is. Like stealing yeah. newspapers. 
and deliver the wrong address. <laughs> uh, taking candy from babies and such as. Um, yeah. yeah, but he yeah, and he's and he's really good at like just stupid thief stuff. Like you know he can uh, you know he can pick lock and he can take your watch and stuff. Yeah, you know I like that. I think yeah. I, I think that's cool. Um, and I, what, okay, so we have now a little bit of characterization about him. Mm-hmm. We have the motive for IT person's death. We have the enforcer reveal slash. I guess comedic exit. Yeah. Um, now we also need the reveal of to the audience of the main character having this password and what that means. Yeah. Does he? I mean, does he just like use his purse, like his phone, and then go on and like go to a banking app and just log in? Or yeah, I was thinking about that. I was also thinking about maybe him. Like walking to, or we don't even need to see him get the money. We just need him to pull out the picture of the kid, and we're like, "Who's that?" And he turns it over, and it's like, "Password two three four. Yeah, I was, Admin. I was kind of thinking, not necessarily him getting the money, but maybe him seeing how much money he just got. You know, like I, I almost like the idea of him, you know, uh, scrambling around finding like whatever change he has to get a cab or something to the mob boss's house, which is now just demolished full of dead bodies. And he's stepping over dead bodies and he sits down in the office and he's like, well, I guess I'm the new crime boss. Like as kind of like a joke, you know? And he like clicks on the computer and it's like, enter password. And he's like, oh, then he goes to the guy's wallet and he sees Mm -hmm. that the girl's name is on her like shirt or something. And he's like, uh, Deirdre. And it's like, no. And he turns it over and it's just like two, three, four, five. And he tries that. And it's like, access yeah. you know access grant or whatever and it's like, uh current balance like you know uh, 12 uh, neo billion dollars yeah neo dollars <laughs> neo neo bits 1200 uh, 12 billion cash 1200 billion cash it's just called cash cash bits cash cash bits <laughs> bit cash bit cash <laughs> It's uh it, it, honestly it really hits on nostalgia. It really gets back to those WW3 kids uh <laughs> when they're like, "Oh, you remember paper money?" That's cute. Um yeah, I, I think that that's uh, I think it's a a a light comedic weird sci-fi almost heist movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think no, it's, I, I, I think it's cool. I think um you know, we just kind of build out the universe a little bit, which makes sense. I don't know if we actually have any details on like when and where this is. Um 2070X yeah, probably West Des Moines. Probably. That's where I think that's the new Silicon Valley. We were said East Coast for some reason. I don't know why. I had the idea of East Coast, but it doesn't have to be. I think it would make sense. I mean, East Coast has like the most, I guess, technology faster. And, yeah. You know, the weird thing about the like Delaware, which I found out, you know, as I was living there, is Delaware uh, has kind of the same population uh, density as the United States. Huh. Roughly, you know, like okay. per- yeah. So yeah. what they do is because it's so small, but also kind of the same, mm-hmm. they send all of the stuff to Delaware first. Like we had oh, gas yeah. cards first, we had um debit cards first, huh. and they kind of test it out to see like what bigger scale stuff would be. So uh it would make sense that the East Coast would get sleeper agents first, yeah. you know. And East Coast is already like a mega city kind of like just the urbanization there is oh, so yeah. dense that you can drive within city for as long as the highway goes from, oh absolutely yeah like, from like maine down to florida almost yeah so it's, it's city and then some pretty trees yeah yeah <laughs> you know so um that yeah it makes sense as like the place that we would set this yeah All right. i think that's cool um yeah 2071 sure 20 uh, 20 xc7 yeah uh i'm into that and i guess we don't really need much else um, I guess the only other things we would need would be like the detail work, like how we know that our character is, you know, like an ex-criminal, like how, how we show that, um, because the, the, the fifth element style, you know, is the yeah. most obvious yes. where it's like, right, you know, you got this, right, <laughs> Bill do, right. <laughs> you know? if, if I was going to do an outline of this, I would go through and I would, I always, when I do an outline, I tend to make a numbered list 
just because mm-hmm. it's easy to make sub sub listings underneath that. Sure. So all the main numbered ones are the plot points in order, like you know, uh, main character wakes up, or main character meets with a friend at a diner, discusses job. Two main character gets ready for delivery, embarks on delivery, does some standard delivery stuff, world building. Mm-hmm. Three main character gets mugged. And then once I have all the main plot points, I go through and I do a sublet. So it goes, you know, number, letter, Roman numeral, just like further down, nest those details as best you can. Okay. So that would be the next step I would take if I was outlining this. And then that makes it very easy to be like, I had an idea where we need to plant the enforcer's presence. Go back up to plot point six when he goes to the headquarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, individual moment B. I enforcer is there mentions guy returning. Yeah. <clears throat> We've established that the enforcer knows him. He used to be a minor criminal in this organization. There you go. All right. So the next step, what we would do in this, if we wanted to develop this further, <laughs> like Dylan said, we kind of work out the plot points. Um, then we would kind of flesh out the characters a little more, make sure that they all make sense, that there's a reason for them. Um, and then I guess we would kind of work on like a, like a, mini script just to kind of get an understanding of what these characters sound like so i mean yeah if you've been watching the last couple episodes or have tuned in for the last few then you have uh seen us kind of complete a story that we're calling sleeper agent um which is an interesting futuristic pseudo dystopian idea about why don't we use bodies while they're sleeping? They yeah. are just machines, you know? Yeah. And uh, only your brain needs to sleep, really. I guess your body does. Yeah. Your body doesn't need to. Um, yeah. So if you want to check the rest of those, um, the show links of the the show with Drayton Allen, where we created this idea, uh, will be in the show links. And then you can also find other episodes to see how we got from uh, that weird idea to uh, almost a fleshed out whole program. Um yeah, good job, dude. Yeah, you too. Yeah, right on. Um, so what do you work on next time? So I've been going through our little like document of all of our ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. And one of the ideas we had was the apartment complex paranoia. Do you remember that one? Hmm. It was when we had David Wechter and Bruce Kimmel from the fa- who co-wrote the faculty. Dude, that was <laughs> good one of, episode. That was one of my favorite episodes. Episode 33. Yeah. Um and you had the idea where a character in an apartment complex has a mind-reading device that just passively collects thoughts from nearby. Yeah. And you've got two main ones, that someone's developing the exact same thing he is, and that someone has just committed a murder. Yeah. And we didn't use the someone's developing the same device, but it was a really interesting closed closed setting murder mystery thing yeah. in the apartment building. That's cool. That's a cool idea. Yeah. All right. And I thought that would be an interesting one because we have, we have like the three acts and we have kind of a little, you know, you can do like a lady in water style apartment yeah. complex where everybody's quirky and weird. I like that. And, uh, and that's a really fun episode too to revisit. So yes. uh, those guys had some really cool stories. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to check that out, you can see that on, uh, you know, obviously our YouTube channel. Um, we'll also put show links to that one in this episode and the next couple because we're going to work that out. Yeah. Um, what do we call that? Apartment Complex Paranoia. Not a great name. That's what I have. It definitely seems like a name you'd make up. <laughs> I, the other the other idea was <laughs> the other idea we could have chosen was shopping mall hunger games. Oh. Which they said was a great I, concept and I great like setting, that. but not a story. And I like, like that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We need to figure out kind of a story for that and turn it into a claymation, just all out battle. But uh all right, so that's it for this episode. Uh we have completed another program. Um so you can watch all 42 episodes of Talking Upstream on our YouTube channel. Uh you can also find the audio of those if you just go into whatever you're using and type in Talking Upstream. Or you know honestly while you're there just type in some nobody and listen to all that weird stuff that Dylan writes that I say some of. And uh we have a cast of amazing voice actors that say the rest of the words. And Dylan he says some stuff too. But um yeah, if you want to hear any of those, look out uh, for Silicon Angels. Uh, you can also check out CYOP, the Create Your Own Pod Venture Appeal, which is a really cool choose-your-own-adventure-style thing where you listen to episode one, and then you decide where you want to go after that. Uh, you can make this device, and this device tells you what your body needs. But the problem is that you don't really know how to interpret that. So uh, yeah, that's a, I'm, still very, I'm still very impressed with that. So great job on that, too. Um, 
but yeah, honestly, if you want to see anything, just type in some nobodies and whatever you're doing. Um, what you got? Uh, I don't know. Follow me on Twitter at Vorpal Words. Yeah. To, I don't know. I like writing. Yeah. I was going to promote some of our shows, but... I don't know. Just go to some nobodies and look at Drama stuff. in the podcasting world. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, ha! Yeah, so sometimes we review movies, and who knows where that's going to go. We'll have, we will have a better than just discussing movies podcast in the works mm-hmm. in 2022. Oh boy, and that's coming. It's going to be more than just talking about movies. Yeah, but it, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I agree. Keep uh, on the look. We got yeah. we got buns. In the Stay oven. tuned for literally anything, and if you want to see or say anything, just put in the comments. But until next, guys, guys, uh, next time, guys, next guys, guys, next guys, guys. Well, so then yeah. until next, guys, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I've been Zach. He's been great. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I am. Bye, everybody. <laughs>